0: Coalitions of countries put together based upon the nature and needs of specific anti terrorism missions. National security doctrine would be radically restructured to take into account the diffuseness of the new enemy. The administration's plan began to emerge on September 20th during President Bush's address at the U.S. Capitol. There, he issued an unambiguous ultimatum to the Taliban, who had sheltered bin Laden and his fighters in Afghanistan for nearly five years. Deliver to the United States authorities all the leaders of al-Qaeda who hide in your land. Release all foreign nationals, including American citizens you have unjustly imprisoned. Protect foreign journalists, diplomats, and aid workers in your country. Close immediately and permanently every terrorist training camp in Afghanistan, and hand over every terrorist and every person in their support structure to appropriate authorities. Give the United States full access to terrorist training camps so we can make sure they are no longer operating. These demands are not open to negotiation or discussion. The Taliban must act, and act immediately. They will hand over the terrorists, or they will share in their fate. Other foreign governments were given a similar ultimatum, and the U.S. drew a line in the sand. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. From this day forward, any nation that continues to harbor or support terrorism will be regarded by the United States as a hostile regime. Despite the stark warning, the Taliban rejected the ultimatum and gambled its fate on bin Laden. Al-Qaeda had thrown millions of dollars at the cash-starved Taliban regime and developed close relationships. The bond of loyalty tied the fate of the Taliban and Al-Qaeda together in a fundamentalist knot of radicalism. On October 7th, President Bush announced that the military had begun strikes against Al-Qaeda and Taliban targets in Afghanistan. Using American air power and Northern Alliance proxy fighters, the U.S. pushed the Taliban from power, dismantled the terrorist camps, and killed Al-Qaeda fighters. Surviving Taliban forces and Al-Qaeda operatives were forced into hiding, mostly in Pakistan near the Afghan border where even the central government of Pakistan hesitated to go because of the ferocity of local tribes. The war was eventually expanded to other countries to prevent al-Qaeda from relocating. The U.S. sent military advisors to Georgia, Yemen, the Philippines, and other countries to root out al-Qaeda operatives and tighten the noose around bin Laden and his supporters. It was only the beginning of the war, but America had gained the initiative. Throughout the first year after the 9-11 attacks, the U.S. response targeted radical Islamic terrorists who, as President Bush put it, were traitors to their own faith, trying in effect to hijack Islam itself. With a twist of rhetoric, Bush and other world leaders dismissed al-Qaeda as part of the lunatic fringe, outside the boundaries of Islam. They were portrayed as isolated, deviant, and perhaps even psychologically imbalanced, Kill or immobilize these violent religious usurpers, so the argument went, and you end terrorism. But is this true? If Al-Qaeda is dismantled as an organized enterprise, will Islamic terrorism disappear? The administration seems to think so and is betting its future national security on an anti-terrorism policy directed at destroying Al-Qaeda's infrastructure and eliminating its leadership. The U.S. clearly needs to stop imminent terrorist attacks by al-Qaeda operatives and wage military campaigns and law enforcement operations against those who support terrorism. But this alone will not win the war in the long run. Al-Qaeda fighters are not terrorists of convenience or mercenaries. They are deeply religious radicals who believe that fighting in the name of God is the only thing that will save them from the hellfire. If they die in the process, so much the better, since it assures them martyrdom and a special place in paradise. If they aren't killed, then it means their mission will have succeeded and the infidel Americans destroyed. Such an enemy cannot be eradicated through military operations and law enforcement dragnets alone, since there are always others to take the place of the fallen. The violent true believer can only be stopped if the ideas that nurture violence and terrorism are discredited convince those who would join the terrorists that the ideas of violence are not the ideas of Islam, and the flow of future recruits may slow to a manageable trickle. Given this scenario, it is important to understand al-Qaeda's beliefs and how these are related to the beliefs of other Muslims. While the U.S. would have a difficult time dictating how Muslims should think about their own religion— Perhaps there are allies within the Muslim community capable of making the case for peace in such a way that it convinces radicals to lay down their arms or prevents others from joining Al-Qaeda. The war is not just about the security of the world from terrorist attacks. It is about preventing the spread of the ideas that sustain and nurture terrorism.